my favorite my like one of my favorite things my mom has ever ever said she was at her dentist and she was like he was like gonna whiten her teeth and she's like can you get them as white as randy jackson's teeth and the dentist was like i don't know i think that's more of a contrast thing (laughs) (laughs) i didn't hear this i'll remember the second part that's amazing (laughs) in other words that's a no for me though yeah literally Well, speaking of uh, well, speaking of people who have really white teeth, Usher. We're going to talk about Usher and eight seven one on this episode. Let's start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to it. I've been meaning to listen. To that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Michael Lamentato. I'm Harper Thompson. And I'm Stanley Philippe. Yeah, and uh, we're here to talk about... Oh, sorry, I gotta do this. Yeah, yeah, listen to this. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so (laughs) we're... Based on that hilarious bit, we're talking about Usher, 8701. The year, the the, named after the day it was released, and some other thing. And this is a Stenley's choice. When I interviewed Stenley, he said that this was like one of his favorite top three albums of all time. And uh, the, the first month we're doing the show, we're just like kind of getting to know each other better. We're just kind of feeling each other's rhythms, just like Usher feels uh, the, the other, his partner's rhythms when he's making love. So it's pretty cool. Uh, so s- let's start by talking a little bit about preconceived notions about Usher. Um, Michael, do you have any preconceived notions about Usher at all? Uh, yeah, of course. I, Usher is like an icon, right? Like. He, uh, unlike Keen, which I think it comes out before this album, uh, is a cultural touch point for me as opposed to a, like, something I don't know at all, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I know who Usher is. Like, if I saw Usher, I would recognize Usher. Uh, like, I would get excited for Usher. I know, yeah. Yeah. I have never listened to anything else Usher's done. Like, I've incidentally heard Usher, you know? Like, I, I know, like, Usher songs, but I'm not, like... Time to sit down and listen to an Usher album. I've never, ever done that. Um, which is a bummer because this was very fun. So, um, yeah. So I know my boo from TikTok mm. and just like from the radio and stuff like that when I was a kid. I know these like Justin Bieber's like mentor figure and like kind of like uh, popularized him and like kind of help, help, you know, bring him to light. And uh, I knew... I know, like, adult Usher, like, the the host of The Voice, like, that guy. I didn't know he was, like, that big. I thought he was just, like, kind of like a flash in the pan, like, and now he's just kind of like, yeah, I'll cash out. I'll, like, be on The Voice and stuff like that. So that was my preconceived notion, my very wrong preconceived notion. So I remember, Harper, you talked about liking uh, Usher. Like, you said that, like, oh, wow, this is, like, a, a – this is a – uh, parallel point with Stanley and stuff like that. 
Yeah, so. yeah, I'm a fan. I will say I um I think I'm a little younger, so I my first real Usher album was Confessions. I love that album. Like so many iconic music videos from that one. You know, I've already mentioned like I'm a huge I was a huge fan of the VH1 Top 20 Countdown. So like the Burn music video where he's driving down Sunset and the palm trees go up on in flames behind him is like, you know, really classic for me oh, no. and uh confessions part two where he's sitting in the chair just like you know looking really in his feelings you know all of those videos from that album are like <laughs> both sound very compelling <laughs> just having them described to me <laughs> like genuinely they are also um Absolutely. like yeah was around was from that album too and so that was like my my usher awakening for sure um there were definitely songs from before that that i knew from the radio but like uh, Confessions was was huge for me. Um, I also really loved Climax from that album that came out in 2012. Like when he was kind of, I feel like all, everyone in music was trying to be like Frank Ocean and FKA Twigs around then. And so he was doing kind of like a moody electronic thing, which I did really like. Um, also like Without You by David Guetta and Usher is like one of my most played songs of all time. That's probably. such a good song. I just, mm. I, it's so good. It's so good. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and I, uh, you know, it's so good. Um, but yeah, and then I also, you know, I love it when he plays himself in movies like Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Ooh. I just rewatched oh, yeah. that and uh, Hustlers when he's and Hustlers. Yeah, that was the other one when Love in This Club happens and he plays his younger self. It's so good. Uh, so, I you know, I, I was part of that movie. Wow. Hustlers. Oh, is one of my yeah, favorite spoilers. movies in the last like five years. I'm being for real. Ooh, I fucking wow. loved Hustlers. That's a great movie. Uh, I, I yeah. honestly was on the Jennifer Lopez should get an Oscar for this. Like the, I was gonna the, ask you, did I she get so. robbed or what? Yeah, well, kind of my gay brain. She should have at least been nominated. <laughs> yes, at least nominated. Yeah. My gay brain worms were like, Jennifer Lopez is the best actor of our generation for this movie. Like, not usually, <laughs> but right now. But they should have they should have nominated her for Marry Me after that since they snubbed her so bad. Okay, well I won't get into Marry Me right now. I have a lot of feelings <laughs> about that movie. No, no, um, please do. Please do. <laughs> you have a Marry Me take? Yeah, let's, let's uh, yeah, see I think um, Church, that song Church from Marry yes. Me, co-written by Moses Sumney, is like one of the best songs from last no year. Way. And <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's like a perfect, like, uh, you know, it perfectly encapsul encapsulates like what, uh, like, pop music me is right now. Like, yeah, yeah like, what marrying me is like. It perfectly encapsulates the movie Marry Me. All, you know, all I think that's movie is so awful, including the like, marry me, marry me, say yes, marry say me. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Literally, my, my Spotify, like, top 100 had every song from that soundtrack, like, no. up in the top half. <laughs> Anyway, I did text my slightly older friend, Lauren, uh, to ask her about like cultural relevance about this album. Like, is there anything that I was missing? And she was uh, she was not helpful, but she did say that she loved all of the songs that have the letter U in the title. Yes. Uh, yeah. And those were her favorites from this album. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, by the way, like side note, like I know this is all side notes, but, like oops, all side notes episodes. But like. <laughs> Um, you know, a song that like I discovered like of his, that was like really, cause I was like listening to like some of his later stuff. Like she came to give it to you, uh, with Nicki Minaj is fantastic. Fire, yeah. Like that, it's so good. Like, so what about you, Stanley? Like you, yeah. Well, who's Usher to you basically? 
Yeah. Okay. So, so Usher was literally in my wheelhouse. Like, like this album came out when I was going into my second year of university, high school. Me, like, listened to um, uh, "Nice and Slow." Uh, you make me want to leave the one I'm with. The sudden new relationship. Like, this was like, <laughs> this was this was formative music for me. It maybe wow, is Usher here with us right <laughs> now. I, I, I do want to. I do want to preface this by saying. I've won two karaoke competitions in my life. Well, wow. okay, wait, sorry. I was a finalist for one. And they were both centered around Usher songs. So me and Usher, yeah. me and Usher, we have a real connection. Um, I and, I, and I'll get into it if you want me to, but maybe we'll save it for later on. So yeah, so so this album came out when I was in my second year. I had just broken up with uh, my first year girlfriend. So I had these feelings of of regret, of sadness, but I also felt like, you know what? fuck it. I need to get back into the scene of things. And so I'm this second year kid living in, in residence, uh, going to bars, listening to, if I want it, I can take it from you, man. Like this was like shit that, <laughs> that fueled me, that that um, inspired me, that made me feel way better about myself. I wore the jacket, the glasses. I mean, it, it was, I was trying to emulate Usher in every way, shape or form. And for me, I think that this album is actually better than confessions so wow which we can get into later on but it's it's usher he is the king of r&b in, in my opinion yeah yeah so how like how did you like just like what was your like discovery with him and stuff like that like how did you get to that point yeah so high school uh last year of high school i was in a, a school band just so i can get to go to canada's wonderland on a bit like free trip to wonderland if you're in the band because there was like a concert whatever and so usher performed at this show at canada's wonderland uh when we were there and i didn't really know usher usher like that that well i knew his singles and whatever but when i saw him perform i thought wow this guy's really good like he's got good music good dance moves people were reacting to him i mean you know all the girls in the audience were reacting to him so i thought okay well i maybe should take notes so <laughs> after seeing him live, I thought, okay, well, let me dig into his music a bit. I listened to My Way, really cool album. And then again, and then this this album came out and just changed everything for me. So Okay, yeah. Usher is so hot in this. Like this album, I'm like I'm like I'm like panting listening to this. Like I'm going absolutely feral listening to this album. It's maybe maybe the sexiest album you'll ever listen to. Yes. Like it's, it's Bay making music one-on-one. <laughs> yes. But then it's like kind of sad because once Bay making is over, like she leaves. Uh, also, I should mention with Usher, I, I used to always, this is very nostalgic. Okay. So I used to always try to fit my name into Usher songs because, because <laughs> he, spells, he spells his name a lot in tracks. And so I try to fit my name into songs and it wears T E. Uh, just like, just like, no, it'd be like, it'd be like uh, they call me the S-T-E-N-L-E-Y-P-H-I-L-I-P-P-E. And then it'd be like, okay, that, that kind of works. So, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was kind of my jam. Yeah. Sorry. I love how many more letters it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was complicated. A lot of spelling. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so so theme wise, I mean, if we want to go into themes of the album, yeah. I think I think it's a really cool balancing act between being this overtly confident, uh, knowing you're this sex appeal, every girl wants you, 
everybody wants to be like you. Maybe everybody wants to be with you, to be honest. And -hmm. yet at the same time, there's so much vulnerability. And I feel like every track is somewhat of an opposite, right? So where he's, you know, super confident with, with, I don't know, and twerk it out. He then falls into the, you got it bad zone and realizing, oh my gosh, like this girl isn't just a one night stand. This is someone that I'm falling deeply for. And I don't know if she feels the exact same way. And and how do I you know deal with these emotions? And then he kind of bounces into, if I want to and say, you know what, fuck it. Like, I can get anybody I actually want. So why am I so hung up on this girl? And then he flips back. So it's just it's just a constant yin yang of emotions and feelings. And and I think that he, well, I reading about it, he said he was inspired by you know eighties Motown R and B. And you hear it, you hear the sound of real soul R and B music throughout this record. And it's amazing the circumstances that surround the making of the album. Um, which we can yeah, tell us a little more. Yeah. So, so there was another album that he had planned on releasing in 2000 called um, all about you. And unfortunately it got leaked on wait for it. Napster, which what you a all remember that evil demon Napster. Oh God. <laughs> um, so Justin anyways, Timberlake. Yeah. Shout out to Justin Timberlake. Uh, so yeah. So, he so that album was <laughs> the thing is like <laughs> it was also called the napster and he was that his that was his contribution <laughs> it's cleaner. Parker. It's it's like, cleaner. It's cleaner. <laughs> um yeah so so we had this album planned out and it leaked and he just thought to himself well i can either stick with these tracks and finish them and then release this album that everyone's already heard or i can just scrap the whole project start from the beginning get all my amazing producer friends from me dupree the neptunes um mm-hmm. uh, everybody else on this album and create a brand new album. And so he did. Uh, and like you said before, the title A701 is a reflection of the release date, which back then the release dates were so important and so set in stone. So it got everyone super hyped about this particular date, but it also refers to his first time um, singing live in Atlanta in 87. And then the year of the album was actually dropping in 2001. Wow. So, so there's a bit of that tie in that 8701 as well. And, uh, and yeah, and obviously he listened to a bunch of Motown records. Uh, and Jermaine Dupree at the time was such a, a huge part of R&B music. And Producer he, of uh, They're Playing Basketball by Little Bow Wow, yes. too. <laughs> one, one of the biggest iconic. records of all time. Yeah, very iconic. And so his sound is really what crafts Usher's early career, uh, including obviously uh, this album. So is there any other, like, I guess, is there any other, like, background information that's like in like he was like dating the person the girl from tlc at this time and like there was like a lot of like gossip and a lot like it was kind of like a art informs life and life informs art situation where she was starring in the videos but they were like may put maybe having a tumultuous tumultuous relationship and stuff what what do you have any like context or like background on that no, that's pretty much it. Yeah, he was Dean Shilly from uh, from TLC, and and at the time, like that was they were the queen and kings of of R and B in terms of you know famous couples, right? Like you think about you know Beyonce and Jay Z now, like they they were Bay and Jay of that era, and and yeah, it was it was big news with the speculation of them breaking up before the album came out, and then when you saw her in the "You Remind Me" video, you're like, oh wait a minute, maybe they're back together, and I think they they did rekindle for a little bit. Uh, and then broke up again, but 
yeah, I mean, again, having these two celebrities uh, as a power couple for a bit in an era where we didn't have, you know, social media and all that kind of stuff was um, kind of super impactful and, and fuels a lot of the records that you hear on this album. So, yeah, thinking of this as like a pre-social media album, like um, pre, like, like Napster worrying about like, you know, music being stolen and like uh, having to re-record an entire album um, so it's like fresh and stuff. And then also like there's a line in uh, the song uh, Good Old Ghetto where like they throw like pebbles, they throw rocks at your window to like let them know like you want to hang out and stuff like that where if someone did that today, you'd go like <laughs> straight to jail. Basically, <laughs> Believe so, it or not, straight to jail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this, the Napster part is interesting because he, he mentioned in an interview that, you know, he would, he understood the importance of Napster and illegal downloading and having access to music for newer artists because then they could tap into an audience that maybe wouldn't have, you know, looked at their music otherwise. But for him, he was like, no, I was established and this was a record that was going to be a continuation of my ascension into superstardom. And so I didn't need to have my music exposed um uh, earlier on, I mean, he exposes himself in other ways throughout the record and his performances. But, but from a from a CD quality perspective, like he wanted to make sure that his fans got the music the way he wanted, delivered when he wanted it. And so it was it was a bit of a of an annoyance or a piss off. And but then it led to this record. And I'm, I'm curious to know like what that initial album would have sounded like had it released the way he wanted it to. You know. Because then because this leads to confessions, right? Like this is without this, there is no confessions. So yeah, any other any uh the like besides the push pull of it all, um it's it's kind of like him doing a whole just proving he's the best, like proving he's a jack of all trades. Um Michael, I remember you made a joke about uh Michael Jackson. If he like when he died, his essence basically got split off into the weekend and Bruno Mars basically allows your like analysis. Um, I feel like there's a case for Usher being close to as talented as Michael was. Like not quite there, like not quite um, as iconic, but certainly shaped the genre. Certainly the hits are there. Certainly he can dance. He can, he can sing. He's got that voice. He's got many voices too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just one type like he can do a falsetto. He could do like a like a like a rock voice. He could do uh, like a R and B. And he's super hot. Once again, when I yeah, see a picture of Usher, when I look at the album cover, I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's it it, I, it it was it's real. It's really incredible, and it's also just like a mix like a mixture of like all these genres. Like he's R and B as the baseline. I know a lot of people say you just call black men who sing R&B, but this is R&B. <laughs> like, this is what it is. Um, but it's also Broadway. There's boy band. There's hip hop. There's pop. It's um, it's kind of like uh, in his GQ interview, he called it like Broadway and Atlanta strip clubs like melded together. He has like a he has like a Fosse um uh, Gene Kelly element to his like performances too. Like his his shows are structured like Broadway shows. They're just as impressive, um, while also like having like an adolescent edge. Like he there's 
there's a few songs where I could only the energy I could only describe as like <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> in some of these songs. That's what he was going for. That's exactly what he's going for. Yeah. But like he he's like super sexy and suave and like uh twerk it out is like this super like wow, he really understands women. He really understands the female gaze and all this stuff. And then a song like uh, if I wanted to, is like I can take your woman. <laughs> and all the women, every day. No, you can't. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, if I want to, the addition of the background vocals being like, no way, nah, like the like coy smiling that you can kind of hear behind those, like that's what really sells that song. Like I would find that song like annoying, kind of borderline problematic i realize it's 23 years ago right like um so i can't look at everything through like if that if that was released in 2023 there would be some problems right but like this is the vibe of music but i love the addition of the female like uh background vocals saying like nah like no you couldn't like it's teasing (laughs) like it's teasing right back it's It's flirty it's it's fun you know and it's also one song in a in an album where he shows this vulnerability mm-hmm. like i don't like we're talking about with Ke- like keen last week there's this like very negative like in my opinion a very negative song where he shows very negative opinions but it's very honest and by expressing these honest feelings like by it that song being a piece of an entire whole i think is very valuable um usher he in the the gq interview he says uh, the conversation, the entertainment, the dialogue, the energy around it, the toxic R&B of it, because like the he basically says he like started the toxic R&B genre, but he says toxic in being honest is how you choose to say it. Like expressing these negative emotions, expressing this bad impulse that he has um, that if you just play in isolation, it is it, it is bad, but as a as showing the human experience of his human experience is good i in i think so. yeah and and in experiencing this song uh again in in university you know feeling not super confident all the time this was a really great song to play before going out to the bar not not in the mm. sense of Oh yeah, I'm gonna be a predator. But... <laughs> it gets a little gremlin energy going before you yeah. go out. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the that's the vibe that people want. He's going goblin mode. Yeah. Or... Yeah. But 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 more so like in the like wow, like I don't really feel like I'm necessarily gonna be the most attractive person out there. But you know, hearing this song, you're like, wow, you know what? Maybe there is something of value that I can bring to a conversation or to a dance or an interaction that may be attractive. You know, and, and this song kind of fueled that that confidence that isn't always present. So I I loved this song when I was a kid. Now I, I get it through the 2023 lens. It is uh, in isolation is very problematic. Yes. Like, I'm not saying that I think guy. it's problematic. I'm just saying it, it would be if it was now. But I'm not saying I, that. <laughs> I think it's most problematic for the guy who's in the relationship because he's he's kind of telling this dude like, "Hey, bro, like I'm way better than you," and she's kind of saying, "Ha ha ha, no, you're not." But wink, wink, yeah, you really yeah, are. Yes. Usher. you're way better than this clown. And then the guy's kind of like, "Oh, really, Usher? You're gonna steal with your six pack? You're gonna steal my girl? Like, come on, give me a shot, man!" Like that's kind of who I feel the most bad for. And then obviously, you know, 
assuming that you can have whoever you want is well it's like i always say nice guys finish last and you know that nice guy is losing his girlfriend to usher the sex freak yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay uh i have a whole thing oh sorry um harp like i want to get to harper though we we haven't uh, heard you speak about it what do you think are some things themes of this album oh uh i have like a really very surface level theme which is the ladies that is the theme I, I, I picked up on. Uh, it's about all different kinds of ladies, though, because it's about ladies you're into, ladies who leave you, ladies who remind you of your ladies ex. Ladies from the suburbs, ladies from the yeah. ghetto. Ladies it's from the suburbs. Girls, suburban girls, international girls. You smell me? Yeah, I smell you. Oh, international I smell girls. You. I love that line. Just that phrase, international girls, really gets me because it reminds me so much of... Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> like, just like, I don't know. Of um, no, Jason Derulo, and he says, uh, "Been around the world, don't speak the language, but your body don't need explaining." That's all I could wow. think of when I heard "International Girls." <laughs> That's a bar. Um, Where's that from? What song uh, is that it's from? Ja- it's uh, Jason Derulo. Um, Talk dirty to me, I think. Bad, kind oh. of a bad song. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm a big Jason Derulo fan. That's one the one. Like, <laughs> no, that's a is different that one. one. Like, is yeah. the, uh, isn't uh, it? Is that Trump? Well, he has a bunch of songs that have sounds that are very much like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. so <laughs> it could be. <laughs> the one where he's like, Jason Derulo. Yeah, like, that one. That's yeah. also every Jason Derulo song. Um, yeah, because he has trumpets, too, which is like, in the trumpets they go. Yeah, which is also really similar to uh, Talk Dirty to Me. It sounds kind of like it's kind of like yeah, a, it's, like Snake Charmer is the like melody of it. Yes, it's like that's how it goes. Yeah, there's a really good TikTok about like pop music appropriating this kind of like kind of like Middle Eastern scale. Yeah, um, like that and like um, recently Unholy by oh, totally. Kim Petras and Sam Smith. Love that song, but it, I don't think it's a it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just like. A, an observation that it uses that but anyway um yeah but so this is about the ladies mm, and that's totally. that's what i got from this album mm-hmm. and i love that wait Stanley, <laughs> i wanted to talk about hopping back to what you were saying about having like uh confidence going into like you know going out like maybe i might not be the hottest person but i've got like something that i bring to the table right uh mm-hmm. when hayden and i were in new york city last year we were like we went to this drag show right these drag queens did this like okay like come up and like dance basically like you can get a shot you know and i was like very drunk at this point of the evening so i was like oh yeah i'm doing this for sure and volunteered myself right and so we're like doing the dance and i'm like not a good dancer right and the drag queen's like wait you know like i do not i'm not inviting you over after the show like what what are you doing like joking like nagging me but i go I'm very funny. <laughs> like I said, I'm very funny. <laughs> and she goes, I like you. You win. And like, I got, I got yes. a drink. Like, the retort of like, I know what my thing is. It's not dancing. But like, I got mm. something else, you know? Yes. I feel, Yeah, it's exactly that. Like, I remember back in the day, you know, and I would go out in, in Toronto a lot because I grew up in Toronto. And there were certain guys that would just literally hover around the dance floor and just wait to, and I hate saying this, but like grab a girl and say, hey, here's a drink. You're going to drink this drink and you're going to talk to me. Whereas me and my friends, like we we went for the workout. Like we were sweating on the dance floor <laughs> because we're like, oh, we, we like the music and we're just having a good time. And it 
it just so happened that because we were having a good time, people would want to hover around us and have conversations and dance with us as like a collective. And so that was always the style that I was going for. Like, just let's just have a, a really, really good time. But in that moment, when I was kind of still getting over my ex and not feeling great about myself, I'm like, man, like I need something to give me that extra boost to actually be the fun, joyful Stanley. And, and that was one of the tracks yeah. that did it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I have like a whole take on that, but like we'll get into it uh, when we talk about songs. Uh, let's uh, take a quick break and uh, talk about some highlights and lowlights about 8701. Click. And we're back. Let's talk about some highlight songs. Uh, Harper, what's a highlight song that you like? You Got It Bad, my favorite song from this album. It's so good. I mean, it's a classic. It was a single. You know, that was probably the the song from this album that I heard the most as a kid. Um, but it's so good. Just, you got it bad, girl. You know, like, you just, it's it's so smooth. Like, you just, like... You know, it's just so smooth. I love it so much. It's a perfect song. Um, and I just, that was the song I wanted to keep going back to while I was listening to this album. It's so good. It has the best nature sample, I think, of all time. You hear that that wind blowing in at the beginning. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, usher yeah. in the desert right now. Like, like how bad do you actually have it? You're lost in a desert looking for your love. Like, it's just, it's a perfect, perfect song. Has Usher ever Absolutely. done the thing where he has like he's in the desert and he's like there's like dunes and he has like sand in his hand he's like letting the sand drop out of his hands while like his shirt's flowing has he ever done that are you thinking about bed on it from high school musical 2 is that what you're talking about <laughs> i don't think so that's not uh, no, i'm just talking <laughs> about the r&b troll. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh what about you uh, michael what's a highlight song for you uh I really like You Are The One, the final song of this. It doesn't really sound like the rest of the album, but it's fun. It's, like, very boy bandy. It's very, like, I like the, like, robot voice he's doing for part of it. Like, the, are you are the one. Like, the, um, I like the syncopation of the, like, it's just, it sounds like a boy band song. It's really fun. That's one of, that's one of the songs I, I spell my name uh, as well. Because he spells his name in a song. He says U-S-H-E-R. And so My I used mind. to go, I used to go um, S-T-E-N-L-E-Y. <laughs> That's how I spell it out. Sorry. No, no. Like I'm geeking out too much. It's just no, so, I like it. You I like it. Great. No, you got to geek out. It's your pick. Yeah. It is. It is my pick. You know what? You're right. You're so right. Oh, Michael, someone, keep going. Someone keep listened going. to if I want to before this recording. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Stop> it, <laughs> I, I'm willing to be cucked by Stanley on this podcast. I don't Whoa. know about you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Like I said, 2001 Usher. Can, can I share a favorite yes, a highlight? Yes. yes. I, yeah. I, I think that the big three singles are phenomenal. Like you got it bad was amazing you remind me was amazing uh, you don't have to call i think it's interesting because neptunes produced it mm-hmm. and that that sound that like do do that sound um the neptunes used it first on Kalisa's record um which is called i have it here caught out there like i hate you so much right now ah like that track and then britney spears slave for you next the following year 2002 has the same i'm a slave for you and then that same sound right so it's like the neptunes you know what's really cool about this record is like 
you know, again, Jermaine Dupree was the sound of, of like Southern R&B and hip hop for the early 2000s, uh, late 90s. And then the, the, the Neptunes became the sound of pop music in basically all of the 2000s. But this is the era where they're really dominating or starting to dominate. And this track is just like a, an amazing, hey, what do you do for your next single after you got it bad? Will you bring everyone to the club? And, and this was the club song of all club songs on this, for me, on this album. So for me, that's a, a massive, massive. And in the video, Diddy's in it, he's giving him a pep talk. Like, it's all good, man. You don't, you don't have to worry about this girl. You can move on. <laughs> He, and he and like sure enough, he's the phone screen, like like the yes. video on the tap, the phone, like the one inch phone screen, like, hey, I'm talking to you. <laughs> it's really great. Yes. And it, that's the video where he goes on wheelies, too. <laughs> he like does a little dance yes. with wheelies. <laughs> so good. Yeah. One thing that was really interesting to me about You Don't Have to Call. So um, I separately watched the uh, 8701 live concert movie. Um very interesting. So I have it's lots to fantastic. say about it. I haven't well, seen all of it. So okay. yeah. But um, one thing that was interesting is when he did You Don't Have to Call, he had like a callback section where he was like doing ladies and fellas, you know, ladies do this part, fellas do this part. And that to me reminded me a lot of um, specifically the way he did it reminded me of Senorita by Justin Timberlake. Apologies. I'm also a Justin Timberlake fan. Cancel me. I don't care. Um, but <laughs> Um, hey, Harper, you just, I, you just said you wanted us to cut out your favorite thing you ever did was the Super Bowl performance. Is that what you just said? <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man, uh, I, yeah. No, so except for Man in the Woods. Hate, um, hate Janet Jackson. Love Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm a terrible person. Also, Britney Spears. I'm sorry. I listen. <laughs> I know. But I can't help it. You know, like. Jonathan and I, our song is Mirror because like it came out the time that we got together. And so I'll always I'll always have a fondness for JT for that right. reason. Separate the art from the um, artist, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but the call out section in that he does on the that Usher does on the in the concert um, sounds so much like Senorita where he's like, ladies, I feel like something's heating up. Can I get with you? You know, that part. It's very similar. And so then I was like, oh, is this like the same producer? And it's the Neptunes also that did Senorita. Mm-hmm. Um and so I just I do wonder if Pharrell whipped that whipped that up for him for the live show too. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, definitely similar vibes on those two songs. I, I production-wise, I love the little bleep bloops. Like I, I think that's so cool. Yes. It's very funny. I think what two thousand one thought was futuristic, but it's still like very like Star Wars sound effects. Uh, you know, final. I, I will say finally a male empowerment song. <laughs> like finally, I, I that that's a joke, obviously. But I like the idea of this song while it's a calculated move, like we got to make a club song. It's also, Hey, men, we go through heartbreak and we need nights to go out and go out and party and forget our exes too. Like we need to like, um, and just like R and B and this album broadening the emotional scope of, uh, male emotionality and stuff like that. I think is really cool. So yeah, I think the song. And what's cool about that observation is what comes after this track on the album. The most vulnerable song. Like Exactly, right? Like so it's again, he's at his most kind of braggadocious, uh, almost misogynistic self. And then immediately after he leaves the club, 
and kind of tells all of his boys, yeah, 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 great night, yeah, 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 we'll do this again next weekend. Then he goes home by himself, realizing the person he loves is not there. Mm -hmm. And there's this outpouring of emotion on, can you help me? I mean, I'm just getting chills just thinking about it. So it's, it's great. It's great music. That's a big highlight for me without you. And can you help me? Uh, uh, The the line life's a prison when you're, when you're in love alone is so potent, so honest. And so like, vulnerable i I love every time more and more layers get incorporated on top of it it is so beautiful it's yeah he's he's literally like in in terms of like male vulnerability he's literally saying like help me (laughs) you know help like and that's like the 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 benefit of vulnerability is although in the song he's calling out to this woman he's also like showing the world the the range of his emotions and by doing that, people can show can can express their range of emotions too. Yeah, and if and if you're to assume that this song is either inspired or about Chile, then for me the the best line of the song is when he says, uh, "Girl, I put your love up on a shelf, and I guess I just left it to die." Mm. And it's just it's just to think about you know how many of us have done that, yeah. have taken love for granted. And then when it's actually done and dead and you realize, oh, I can't just pull it out like a, a jar of something. I can't think of what you would put in the jar a that jar would last forever. But a jar of hearts. Yes. But those like awesome Valentine's Day hearts, like those like sweethearts, right? Yeah. Yeah. They say like, like a, love you with a U. Yes. Hearts. Those are Usher's hearts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so like that, that emotion is, is special. But also sucks. It sucks that we do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what doesn't suck though is twerk it out. Twerk it out so is for me highlight. Highlight. That was top, my highlight. Number, number one highlight. Two. Yes. Yes. I loved it. Maybe the best R and B song of all time. It's really, yeah. really, it's really, so really good. good. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the female gaze, which is like, I, I like yeah, me an expert, but like the idea of, I, he says, I, I, I just like what this interview is great. It's by Hunter Harris. She's really, really great writer and, and everything. Uh, he, good Twitter. She writes, huh? Good, good Twitter account to follow. Yeah. Fantastic. We should get, mm-hmm. we, we would love to get on our show one day, but, uh, the, uh, her interview, he says, like, I really wanted to give some women something to look forward to, something to come here to Las Vegas with their friends for. They've been saving up all these years and were managed to get away from their kids or get away from the problems. Uh, I giggle a little bit. The sheer silliness of Usher meticulous, meticulously planning moments like this for a ladies' night, but he's dead serious. No, really, he says. They come out and really enjoy themselves for the entire weekend. They want to be get away and have an experience. So this idea, that's, what, do you, what were you going to say? Oh no, I was just going to say that's about the Vegas residency, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like I, 
um, really wanted to see Usher in Vegas, but so I had a trip planned with my with my girlfriend Lauren, who is the one who I asked about her her Usher experience. Your older and, friend, um, your friend of more experience. My slightly <laughs> older friend, yes, my my friend of older more experience. Um, but she, um, we were gonna go see Shawn Mendes because she's uh, in love with Shawn Mendes, despite being I'm my friend of older world more experience. Uh, la 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 um, but then he canceled the tour, and so then we just had these tickets to Vegas in a hotel room. So we we're like, "Well, we should still go." And so we really wanted to see Usher, but it was like the week that he was off. And so then we ended up going to Magic Mike, though, which I think had a similar effect yeah, for yeah, us. Sure. Though I that was, say. I literally wrote that se- sentence. Like, this is my Magic Mike eleven years before Magic Mike. Like, mm-hmm. just what he's the, some of these lyrics here. It's spending quality time. I'm going to fix you dinner. You just need to relax. Like he's, he's, there's like a bed of rose petals. He's going to kiss every inch of you. It's going to be sensual and intimate. There's foreplay involved. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're spending a night with Usher, he's going to take care of you, but he's also going to take care of you. <laughs> you know, he's yep, going to take yep. care of you. There's uh, that lyric. Please explain. I don't understand. Please explain. <laughs> there's that lyric too, where he says, you're Salma Hayek. Let's produce a show together. <laughs> I love older women. We're going to put on this weird big show at this weird old theater. <laughs> I saw that trailer like five billion times this year. Honestly, I said this while we were watching the Oscars. I go, when Salma Hayek came out, because we were watching like the red car- or the like champagne carpet or whatever. And I was, <laughs> Salma Hayek came out in her like red, her like Christmas dress basically. And I was like, Salma Hayek is the most beautiful woman on earth. Like, she remains the most beautiful woman on earth. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, I did go see Magic Mike 3, whatever this <laughs> one was called, Last Dance. And she was really hot. Yeah. And there's that whole, I mean, you see most of it in the trailer, but my goodness, she's, that she's woman. She's keeping me like that point one on the Kinsey scale. She's pulling me over. I also like that. The twerk it out is like a sequel to Nice and Slow. It's like Nice and Slow. He was he was starting to learn how to really, I mean, um, satisfy a woman in all ways, shape, and form. And in this one, he's figured it out and he's, <laughs> he's, he's twerking it out, uh, or I guess maybe she's twerking it out. But they're they are twerking it out together uh, at once, Assisted all, at, all at the same time. Assisted twerking, equal amounts of twerking. <laughs> happening on this track so it's it's good shit do we know like the timeline on like how on on twerk being like a popular term because it's spelled here with an o which i thought was interesting and then also you know and like i don't know because i feel like the way that it's the word i mean this is really nerdy and boring but like the way that twerk is used in the song feels slightly different than how we use it now so i was just wondering if anyone here had 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 looked into the history of, of the word twerk so the uh, term of twerking is initially a combination a combination of twist and jerk, which are two kinds of American dance originated in the 1960s. First used... I read that that was not true. What? Oh! Yeah, I read that that was a, like a, a, a miss... Oh, well, a, well, well either way, it was first used in the song... <laughs> Uh, Jubilee, do the Jubilee all in 1993. A rapper from New Orleans. Oh. So uh, this was on the cutting edge within 10 years of using the word twerk. Um, mm-hmm. 
But then I think New Orleans kind of took it and, you know, incorporated it into like uh, uh, bounce music and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Big Frida, mm-hmm. et cetera. The Harper as Kellyanne and Conway, like those are alternative facts. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. <laughs> <laughs> No, this I, the Wikipedia page. I because I read the first paragraph on the Wikipedia page that said that, and then it said false cognate, erroneous connection. Anyway. Erroneous, <laughs> erroneous at all accounts. They're really trying not to say fake news. The last the, the thing I want to say about like the female gaze part is it's so interesting because yes, he's chiseled. Yes, he has abs. Yes, he has great skin and an incredible smile and everything else. But his ability to create this environment that she, he feels like he's going to take care of you. Like genuinely he's going, I, if like there was a Reddit thread about like, Usher's really bad at sex, actually. Like it, the, the whole thing would fall apart, but you know that like, he's just, it's, so it's not just about like literally just like having chiseled, chiseled abs and stuff like that. Like if you have abs and no, like no capability of, uh, uh, meeting a woman's needs or anything like that, then it's just going to fall apart. Like he has it. He has all of, the, all of it, basically. It's, it's incredible. And, and if you think about the state of, of at least popular R and B in that, in that year, uh, R and B was dominated by female voices in 2001. I mean, you have India, Ari, Alicia Keys, uh, Aaliyah, Marriage Oblige, Destiny's Child, Khalees, Macy Gray, they, they all released hit records in that year. And then the closest kind of newish R&B artist to release a hit record in 2001 was Cisco. And so you have the Thong Song, which is a, a banger, going against Twerk It Out, you know? And so to, to what you're speaking to, you know, that ability to actually say, you know what? Yes, the Thong Song is sick. However, I'm actually going to cater to, to women in a much more intentional, romantic, sexual, uh, fantastical way that was missing, you know, and for, again, for people who are like lacking confidence, you know, this was a really great way to kind of get an instructional manual on how to try to be, you know, very suave in that time, right? Like, cause it wasn't about just dumps like a truck. It was about like taking the time to really cater to her needs. And, and like Stanley, you were talking about, well, I wasn't the guy like, you know, who's super aggressive at like a bar or whatever, but I was funny and I was like, I, w- I had an infectious energy that people wanted to be around. And that's what people are, were attracted to you too. Mm-hmm. And like the, the idea that like men just like ha- are told what women want, but are <laughs> like, they don't actually consult women. They don't actually... <laughs> It, it, or it's just like this is it's fed to you like they want a marble chiseled body but all the thing about chris evans chris yeah chris evans is like he's also a, a nice guy you'd want to hang out with too he's also he seems to care about social issues he's really smart he's he, it's he's boyfriend material too that's what it is also yeah like like peggy carter loves steve rogers not captain america no. right <laughs> Wow. Who the hell so wants to be Captain America? An ugly nerd, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Twerk It All is a great song. Any other highlights that we haven't talked about? Yes, the whole album. Oh. U-Turn. <laughs> I, think, I think U-Turn... I put speaks, U-Turn on yeah, my list. Right? It's, it kind of speaks yeah. to what we're talking about but from a different perspective. 
of, hey, you don't have to be the tough guy to be masculine or to be attractive. You could be the person who's, you know, doing what we used to do back in the day, which is go to parties, dance, have a really good time, try these new moves, you know, that kind of silliness, that playfulness. And it's a really good way to, of kind of um, bringing people towards the end of the album and bringing them into a really kind of fun, happy space yeah. after the emotional roller coaster that was the previous 10 to 12 tracks. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, first of all, I love that, like, it's kind of bringing Atlanta to the forefront. Um, he, like, uh, the, the fact that Andre 3000, Future, and Usher come from Atlanta is a really impressive thing. Like, Atlanta as a capital of hip hop and a capital of music and stuff. Uh, I like that the dance is inclusive. It's very easy to do. Uh, and it says that this dance is easy to do. Uh, it's so uh, just speaking to your point of, hey, it's about having fun. It's about all that stuff is really cool. And then finally, the line that really makes me laugh is at the very beginning, he's like, you're either with us or against us, <laughs> which is like yeah. a very intense thing to say in front of like a silly dance song. <laughs> like, you're either with us or against us. Slide to the right. <laughs> 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 oh, I've been crisscrossed. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I really liked about U-Turn is that it feels like very specific to the time and that at the very beginning, he says 2000, yeah. uh, you know, it's very millennial millennium. Um, but it's, it's funny to me, like, you know, like Gen Z people now are like really into Y2K stuff because it's very good. And, um, but it reminds me of like digital get digital get down by NSYNC. Sorry. Um, but like <laughs> other, I, I can't stop. I can't stop. It's my only reference point. Um, but, you know, I feel like there's so many, like, just really wonderful things that happened between, like, 98 and 2002. Um, and so, but this is, like, really grounded in the time because the, the whole thing is, like, you know, in the 80s, Michael Jackson did this. In the 90s, there was this. And now it's 2000. Mm. And this is what we're doing right now. And so it's just very much about the time that it came out. And I, I like that a lot. I think this album sounds very 2001, but in a way that is not, um, like, it doesn't sound... 2001 in a bad way it sounds 2001 in like a both a nostalgic way and in a way that's like this is like some of the best type of thing like people would make this now in an attempt to sound like 2001 and it would sound like this mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of k yeah. k-pop and krnb is doing this sound now uh, in a way so that's kind of interesting um, k-pop uh, when the dog from animal crossing sings to you yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, any out, other please. highlights? <laughs> I, I got that joke though. I know what you're talking about. Uh, and I love the. Uh, uh, sorry, Stanley. What, what's what, what? Any other highlights? I want to give the floor to you. No, I mean those are those are my my big highlights. We kind of touched on them, so. Please, please go on. I'm, I'm excited to hear what other people think, too. Uh, yeah, the last one I just want to bring up is uh, You Remind Me. Uh, obviously, mm. the song is great, but the... Kind of the Snake Charmer thing Harper was talking about. But when you hear that little melody note, that melody line, it doesn't finish it. It doesn't go... It doesn't do that. It it cuts it off halfway. So your brain fills out the rest and then the, the vocals fill out the rest. And it's such a cool trick. It, it, it's a way that 
it stays in your head. Yeah, like totally. because you don't remember that one little melody line, you remember the whole song. It's such a cool music trick. So in the harmonies mm-hmm. and uh, I will say, like the last thing I'll say about this song is, you have to be this charismatic and this talented to pull off what he's doing. Otherwise, you're gonna look like a fucking creep. <laughs> you're yes, gonna be like a. Yes. It's so like he he humps a tree at one point in the video. <laughs> like like I don't know I, I don't know much about like seducing a woman, but I'm sure I'm pretty sure that's not part of it. <laughs> like, but then he pulls off a a handstand, a U shaped handstand. Oh. Okay. Which is, I'm back on board. <laughs> like, 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 what are we doing here, people? Like a U-shaped hand. I can't even do a handstand. Period. We used, Any to, shape. We used to be a proper country. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> One thing. Oh, sorry. Just about you remind me in the concert. Um, he had like a a woman, like a dancer on stage with him who was kind of like doing a, a bit like they were acting it out. And she was like the woman that he was into. But unfortunately, she reminded him of his ex so he couldn't be with her. And so he like basically turns her down in this whole scene. And so then she goes and she's like mad and she storms off. And then at the very end, he goes... <laughs> women and i just thought that was so funny like the the whole thing is like he's you know he's got so many songs that are about like treating a woman right and then he just ends that whole bit with like women am i right that was very funny the other bit i love in the show was i think it, it must have been twer- twerk it out but uh it was the song oh <laughs> He invites yeah, a, I have a lot to say about that. He invites a woman on stage, and he lays her out on a bed, and then he sings the entire song, and he's like, hey, I got you a present. And she opens the box, and it's like lingerie. And then next to the lingerie, oh, it's an Usher t-shirt. <laughs> so- it was so funny and also she's like so clearly a plant right Uh, so like he does this like kind of come hither thing that you know so it seems kind of like maybe he's picking someone out from the audience but then she gets up there and she's like too good at being on stage to be like a normal fan like if usher was that close to me i would not look okay you know what i mean like i would be sweating (laughs) yeah i would be sweating i would be like (laughs) you know and like (laughs) <laughs> I, I would not be able to like have a face that people should mm. see. And so I, you know, I, she looked really together. She looked cool. She had sunglasses <laughs> on and she was sitting on this bed on the stage. And she, when um there was this part where he like, he spreads her le- legs open and stands between them. And she was like, just like, you know, moving with it. And I was like, okay, this woman is an actor. And then also he, for, like, he legal lies issues, down on the bed. Probably, yeah. Yes. Also. Yeah. Well, although I will say, I don't know. I saw Christina Aguilera one time and she definitely brought a real fan up on stage and it was not, you know, I don't know. I feel like someone needed to sign something, but anyway, not? Um, no, but then he also like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. But there was a well. I don't know. Now that I think Probably. about it, this was 2007, and maybe he was also an actor. This is you're really changing my perception. I, I, think, the o- I, I, think, the, I think the OG was Janet Jackson. I think Janet Jackson was maybe the first one to do that, like to bring a fan on Did stage bring on and stage? just do Janet Jackson things to him. But I think it's also like speaking mm-hmm. to the whole living vicariously through the song, like. 
instead, like, if you don't have, like, a man who's doing this, like, if you're, like, dating some man child and stuff like that, and you could listen to this song and go, like, oh, man, like, wow, like, to be taken care of and, like, to be considered, <laughs> it's, like, it's really good. Uh, low, low lights. Let's go through low lights a little quicker. Uh, yeah, we gotta get out of here in a little bit. Um, so what's a low light for you, Michael? I, I actually don't have any. Uh, my, wow. uh, if I were to call out a low light, it'd probably be good old ghetto. Uh, just because, I uh, no, actually have no takes on this. I have no low lights. Right. That's like the song I revisit the least, but it's sure. not bad. I don't think any song's bad. I feel like I have the thing of, the first 10 songs, I feel like, whoa, that blew by really quickly. And the last five songs feel very, I don't know what the arc, like, it, it felt like a Broadway musical, the first 10 songs. And then the last five, I'm like, I'm not quite sure what to make of this. But they do feel really. like bonus tracks in a certain way, yeah. but I like a bonus track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They're all good. though. I don't like the interludes. I'll say I don't like the interludes. Interesting. I, Please, an interlude always to me. Unless, like, I'm really into the artist, feels like, okay, make a real song. You know what I mean? Like, on albums that I love, like, I love an interlude. But if it's, like, an artist that I don't, like, love, I'm like, cut, cut, <laughs> cut, you know? So, mm-hmm. that's my only take. It's, like, a 40-second clip of a song where it's, like, I want to listen to, like, the full soundscape you're going to provide to me. Hmm. Uh, Harvard, do you have a low light? Well, I thought I did, but now that we've talked about it, I I feel like I need to take it back. I kind of felt like Justin Timberlake's catalog or whatever. <laughs> no, like songs nine through twelve on this album kind of dipped for me while I was listening to it, and that's like from "Without You" interlude. Yeah, so, Michael, I was kind of with you. The interlude is where my attention started to fade a little bit, and then through. Uh, hottest thing but i i think my problem here is that i was really here for like party usher club usher you know this is what i was like into it for and then when he started getting emotional i was kind of like not as into it but you guys have made me realize that i need to like think about men and their feelings a little bit more so um so i take it back uh all the songs on this album are great i had a great time i think my low light is just the can't let you go if you like it's a little like it feels like a Jermaine Dupri song with an Usher feature. First of all, like yeah, I don't, you're I don't right. Like the, you're right about that. I don't like the bit where like Jermaine Dupri's yelling like "Women gotta stop with the we they're driving me crazy" and the verse isn't that good. He talks about slapping a girl at one point. And I don't like. I that. had the same. I had the same Lola. It was I can't let you go only because I mean that Jermaine Dupri verse is probably his best verse since Money in a Thing, but that's not saying much because it's a Jermaine Dupri verse. So. He's an amazing producer, but when it comes to Ryan Rhymes, not the greatest. And and it sounded too much like a Jimmy Dupree track to be in, in this phenomenal Usher album. But even at that, it still keeps this album at the... Well, you'll get my, my review in a second. Uh, other than that, you can't really have a low light to this album. Like it, It's just exactly what you wanted out of R&B. I think it, it inspired so many artists today that do R&B. Um, and I think also it paid really great uh, homage to R&B of old. And again, I, I think when you look at Confessions, Confessions was so great because 8701 conditioned their art, the audience 
to love everything Usher does. Whereas 8701 had to convince everyone that he was that good. And so because of that, I think this album is a little bit better than Confessions. Even though Confessions is just like this momentous, massive, global, God-level record, 8701 is, is, is the goddess. You're already kind of like doing your review. So like, and like, yeah, let's get to final thoughts and ratings. Uh, WizWorks will rate this out of 10. Uh, Stanley, do you have any other thoughts and a rating for this? People, if you haven't listened to this album, do yourself a favor. It's Friday night, bottle of wine, maybe your loved one, maybe not. I don't know what's happening in your life. But listen to 8701. And by the end of this record, you will either have a baby in nine months, <laughs> have a new partner in nine minutes, wow. <laughs> or have a new life in a nine weekend span. Because you'll listen to it every freaking weekend. Yeah. I promise you, this will change everything you think about music. It is Usher Baby. It is a 10 out of 10. Yay, us. <laughs> uh, that's it. I love right. it. Call to action on that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael, <laughs> what's your rating and review? Uh, I really, really like this. I did not expect to like this uh, nearly as much as I did. Because it's a um, slow, a lot of slow songs, and it's a guy singing, too. Yeah, you know? a lot of slow songs ain't guy, which famously both bad things for me. But I uh, actually just really enjoyed it. It's, uh, honestly, I think uh, I can tell I'm getting older because I'm willing to listen to the not Nightcore version of songs now. I'm willing <laughs> to listen to the regular speed and tempo. Um, but I, I thought this was really good. I, I enjoy traveling back in time, kind of, and listening to albums I miss, like uh, that were part of other people's childhoods, but not me. So uh, I think that's fun. Uh, I'm going to give this 9 out of 10. Uh, cuffed boyfriends by others. <laughs> uh, Harper, what about you? Well, I would just really encourage everyone to go check out the concert on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it's like in uh, was it what like 120p? It was really low res. <laughs> no, 60. I like, um, literally just changed it. It was like three, 360. I just changed, uh, I just lowered it for my, for my own <laughs> for your personal yeah. enjoyment. Um, but no, I, just if anything, for when he does, uh, you make me wanna, and then he pulls his pants down inexplicably, and then acts bashful about it afterwards. I was so shocked <laughs> by everything that happened in that sequence of events. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give uh, this album 8701. I'm gonna give it 8.5 out of 10. Uh, Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think this is, this is a sensational record. Surprisingly progressive for the time. Like there's a few moments that are, are a little messed up, but it's honest and it's, he's, he's expressing himself and uh, it's widening the scope of male emotionality, which is, was probably even more discouraged then than now. Uh, a lot of bops, a true talent. Like it, I can't believe this missed me. Uh, I love all. I love all these songs. He has a great sense of melody. He's a great entertainer. Uh, mixed with like a lot of great art artistry in here. So I'm gonna give it. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I love 
Stanley too, I feel like I love the idea that this is his calling card. This is like proving I'm this good. So I'm going to give it 8701 rocks I throw at someone's window out of 10,000. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wrote it down. Like, see? Like, yeah, like, a, lot of, a lot of rocks, yeah. a lot of rocks. Uh, yeah. Imagine uh, how many more women that would feel like Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of women too. A lot of a lot of rocking women. Yeah. All right. Eighty-seven so to this... one. A lot of many of most things. I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is our except listen to this album because that's just not enough. Good. I didn't even oh, know man. I was bumping and, it, and setting that one for you, but you and, it, and, in, and in ten years in. Like, if you listen to this album like 8701 times, Usher will make 54 cents. <laughs> so, like, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Napster. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so, that's our review. Uh, you know, let us know what you think of this episode. Let us know what you think of this album. We would love to have this, continue this conversation. I'm going to keep listening to this record. Uh, this is great. Uh, let's uh, go through plugs. Uh, Harper, where are your socials? Oh, you can find me at Harping About on just about everything. Uh, Instagram, Letterboxd, um, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, find me there. How about you, Sten, the men? Yeah, uh, snap a Sten on, on socials, and then if, if you feel like discovering uh, other parts of, of my um, youth, uh, you could hop on YouTube. <laughs> Look up um, HHK Ottawa. I used to do hip hop karaoke way back in the day. There's wow. some really bad footage of me rapping to various um, tracks. So if you feel like seeing Sten rap on stage poor, very poorly, <laughs> very aggressively, uh, HHK Ottawa. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, and Michael, where can people find you? You can follow me at Lemon Taco. Uh, I delete all content produced beyond two weeks before the current date, so no worries about uh, me having any embarrassing karaoke videos. Of <laughs> hey, who said embarrassing? Who said embarrassing? I just Im- infer. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> and you hey, can follow if, me at Steadly. At least if I said I had a hip hop karaoke YouTube channel, wouldn't you be pulling that up? As we speak, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I actually might check just now just to make sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you can follow me at Andrew Ambrose Lee on Instagram. You can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and TikTok, and yeah, Instagram and TikTok. And uh, Stanley, this is such a great episode. Thank you so much for your vulnerability and sharing this with us. I'm re- this is really great. I- I'm also just like really happy with this guest configuration to like this host configuration too. This is really, I'm really excited. There's a lot of potential here. Uh, Sean is still like part of the show too. Like, it's not like he died. So like he, we'll see him next week. We'll see him and Stephanie next week. So that's pretty cool. Uh, what would, what would you like to play this out, uh, this episode out with? Yeah, I think it's only fitting that we play a track that was massive, uh, in that era. Um, Cisco thong song. All right. All right. Uh, So let's uh, play that out. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good day. Suddenly say click. Click. Let me see.